0: All right, welcome back. Another edition of the Tone of the Podcast 2022 edition. Uh, before we get into the debacle that was the Colts, uh, what Lance has meant to the Pacers and more, I wanted to thank, uh, first and foremost, all the listeners for uh, tuning in in 2021. Uh, some great things are still to come here in 2022, so looking forward to that. Also want to thank all of the sponsors that helped uh, throughout the season. That includes Kyle at Caliber Home Loans. Uh, J.Y. and Connors Pub and Broad Ripple. Of course, flooring is forever. And the UPS store in Fishers off of Oleo Road. So thanks to all of those people uh, for their generosity. And I hope that you continue to support uh, those businesses in any way that you feel necessary. Um, as I continue to do this to 2022 and beyond. Um, it was obviously something that I started uh, when I left the radio station back in 2019. Which is crazy. It's almost... like two and a half years ago almost three years um, to think about that Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Colts obviously and what's been going on uh, inside of the organization and we'll really find out uh, in hard knocks here in the next 24 to 48 hours of kind of how they approached that week in which they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars a loss that you just simply couldn't have a loss that um, is the most embarrassing loss in franchise history Carson Wentz did not show up when needed And that was kind of, you know, look, I'll admit it first. I admit when I'm wrong, you know, when this, right before this trade went down, I tweeted, say no to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is not the right guy. Um, R-I-G-H-T, even though he was the right guy, R-E-I-C-H. And then I said, all right, well, they make the trade. This could work out. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'm all about uh, a a change of pace, a change of scenery, maybe changing some things, re-motivating you. Uh, we see it happen a lot in the NBA. Uh, players, uh, we might be seeing it with Miles Turner right now, actually. But they get a change of scenery. They get a new lease on their career, so to speak, and that pushes them a long way. So he comes here, and I know I talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. You know, he 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 really he managed games. He managed um, to get the ball to Jonathan Taylor at all means necessary. Um, he really hasn't had number one weapons. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. isn't quite a number one. T.Y. isn't the number one that he was five six seven years ago Um, but you you can't blow a lead to the Raiders Uh, not as bad of a blown lead as we saw in the Ravens game the Titans game and the Buccaneers game but you're at home you've got two weeks left of the season all you have to do is win one game against the Raiders that are on the verge of making it or not making it in a team that's not very good on the road you let Hunter Renfro come in and kind of just do whatever the hell he wanted you lose that game on a field goal Then you go to Jacksonville, and and the talk was Colts 15-and-a-half point favorite. I think it went off at 14-and-a-half. Might be one of the biggest upsets in NFL history. But a game that you absolutely need to punch your ticket into the playoffs, you didn't get. You didn't get because Carson Wentz had a 4.4 rating. The defense couldn't hold Trevor Lawrence in check. Uh, Wentz just didn't look good. He hasn't looked good since COVID. He hasn't looked good, or since the COVID scare, he hasn't looked good. I know this was mentioned a few times, but but honestly, since he had a baby. And I know it changes things, and that's his life and his personal life. And and I'll stick by what I said about him not getting the vaccine. That's something that he doesn't want to do. Well, And he doesn't want to do it. Um, I think it's time to move on from Carson Wentz. I think it's time to move on from Chris Ballard. Uh, I know you're going to say, well, what about Frank Reich? It was Frank Reich's idea to bring in Carson Wentz, to play calling. Um, I think Ballard got off to a good start. And Jim Ursay is way too loyal sometimes and let these guys hang around a season or two too long. Um, Jim had to be pissed after that loss, an embarrassing loss of the Jaguars, 26-11, to 11, in which it wasn't even as close as the 15-point final score uh, said it was. But I'm telling you this, I mean, you, you, had, you had money to be spent and you can't even get a number one wide receiver or somebody besides Pittman. Um, Paris Campbell, great, who cares? I mean, he's going to never be anything. We, we, we've learned that and you know Jonathan Taylor you know we have 76 yards I mean he's a superstar in the for for the future but he's only going to be here for two or three more years because based on the life cycle of NFL running backs that's normally what they get three or four good years so changes need to be made I I would love if Carson Wentz was moved on from traded somehow and Russell Wilson was brought in here don't think it's going to happen if I was putting money on it I would still say Carson Wentz and Frank Wright and Ballard run it all back next year because that's the problem with this franchise. And we saw this with, with Jacoby Brissett. Hell, we saw it with Kerry Collins back in, what, 2011. This team thinks that they're closer to being great and contending for the Super Bowl than they are from taking a step back and being a mediocre 5-12, 5-13 team. Or 5-12 and team. And I think that they're closer to being that bad team that just got spanked to Jacksonville Blue leads, to good teams, and the Titans, the Ravens, and the Bucks uh, struggled at times against other teams. I mean, look, it's a week-in, week-out basis in the NFL. You go to Buffalo, you get that big win. You go to Arizona, you get the big win. It's like there were flashes that this team was really good, and there was also a lot of flashes that this team was bad. But who are you when you need it the most? And that was this past Sunday in Jacksonville against the worst team in the league that will be picking for the second straight year number one overall in the upcoming draft. Uh, you lose back-to-back weeks to interim coaches. You got outworked. You got out-hustled. You got out-played. You got out-coached. So somebody needs to take a fall on this. I don't know if it's Matt Eberflus. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, we know Greg Dodds, who's in the in the front office, um, kind of under Ballard, is interviewing for the Bears position. Um, that's not a fall guy, so to speak. But um, you know, it's, it's 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 we've seen this on Hard Knocks, it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's the same, and I and I, I love Jim Irsay to death, I really do, but I think it starts with him. And, and and as an owner who wants to win, he's allowed to say things like, oh, I need to, oh, we're ready to host a, sorry, I might have got to cut off there, but you know, Ursay's allowed to say things like, I want to win, I want to win. He's an owner that wants to win. He wants to bring as much joy and happiness to Colts fans in the city of Indianapolis. I mean, that's why we have all these events. Jim Irsay, I mean, I know Peyton Manning quote unquote built the Lucas Oil Stadium, but you know, Ursa is out there giving out hundred dollar bills to fans that travel to Jacksonville, but a lot of it is just—it's the same old speak and it just reiterated. Oh, we're gonna climb this mountain and we're gonna iron sharpens iron and we're you know next man up and one and zero and all this bull crap that sounds great, but go get it done. I, I'm tired of the marketing ploys of all these quotes and schemes. No. I want a football team that can win consistently because that's what Indianapolis is used to, what the Colts are used to. And I know that it's sitting here like wanting your cake and and to eat it too because you got franchises like the Bears or the Lions or even the Titans, uh, the Texans. I mean, Cardinals that would just kill for the success that the Colts have had over the last 20 to 25 years. Um, But it's what our owner wants. Our owner wants to win. And he's got to step in sometimes and say, look, it's been great, but... Some people got to go. And Wentz simply didn't perform when when needed. They were, again, an inconsistent team all year. And like I said before, the most embarrassing loss in Colts franchise history. So we will see where they go from here. But I don't expect too much change or too much turmoil or or things being moved around. Um, But hopefully I'm wrong. And we will see uh, somebody at least being accounted for not getting the job done. As always, thank you. So the UPS store in Fishers off of Oleo Road, they have everything your small business needs when it comes to shipping. At the UPS store, you can have packages professionally packed by your local UPS store certified packing expert. It is backed with their pack and ship guarantee, 317-578-0094. any questions, check out the smiling faces at 11650 Oleo Road. So it always seems there's like a shift in Indianapolis, right? People don't really get into the Pacers until the Colts are done, and if the Colts are not doing good, they go to the Pacers uh, a little bit more quicker uh, and turn their full attention to uh, as far as a lot of this fan base goes uh, the Pacers haven't been good as we know uh, there are what three and a half games after losing to Boston in overtime on Monday out of the 9 seed just for the playing a lot of basketball left to be played almost the entire month of January left February March April uh, or some of April so you got a lot of basketball left to be played but this team is just struggling with an identity they're struggling with COVID Um, they're struggling with a player that they have extended in Malcolm Brogdon who's untradeable that um, has been out with a sore Achilles who is as injured prone as injured prone gets. I don't know why they would reinvest in him. That was a terrible move Um, that could ultimately uh, end up costing Pritchard his job. But on top of that, I see why they would do that. You've got a guy that's got the potential and you need to do what you can do to have him stay in Indianapolis because, as we know, free agents aren't really coming here um, as they do other places. So uh, bringing in Lance, uh, that was the energy this team needed. I mean, even if uh, I went to the game and he returned against the Nets, and it was the most fun, exciting first half of a basketball game of any kind that I've ever been to, and it was the crappiest, most disappointing second half of a basketball game that I've ever been to. He comes out firing at 22 points in the first quarter. The entire GameBridge Fieldhouse is going nuts. Everybody's loving it. Glad Lance is back. And then, you know, you blow a 17-point lead because it's just not a very good team. You got too many G-leaguers and too many guys that shouldn't be in the league um, playing valuable minutes for your team, whether that has to do with uh, w- just the way that the franchise has organized these players or obviously a lot with COVID with Karis LeVert being out. Um, Gogo Matatse just needs to go. Um, he's not a guy that's going to give you anything. Miles Turner needs to go. Uh, he's clearly not done much. Uh, he's been on the bench. In the fourth quarter, uh, when needed, uh, because obviously it doesn't fit into the system that Rick Carlisle has put him in. So uh, you can ship him. He should have shipped him two years ago when he was at his peak and on the verge of making an All-Star game. Uh, and you let the trade deadline go by without trading him. Um, Sabonis is playing, putting up um, you know incredible numbers. Sabonis is putting up career-high numbers. A lot of that has to do with Lance. Um, he's been putting up triple doubles, 25 rebounds in a game. He had a career-high 42 points here tonight. Um, at this point, if they want to tank, which is, kind of seems or lose games and lose games, but let's have some fun and some individual efforts as they've had. But I'm not, I'm not holding out that this team still won't make the playoffs. If T.J. Warren comes back, Karis LeVert can stay healthy, Malcolm Brogdon can stay healthy, which are the two biggest um, key components in this is, is health. But it really comes down to LeVert and Brogdon, two of your highest-paid players, just because they haven't been able to stay healthy. If you can get a piece from Miles Turner and, and Sabonis can continue to put up these numbers and Lance comes off the bench and gives you, gives you a push. And, you know, you can get some valuable minutes out of O'Shea Bursette. Uh Torian Craig has played okay lately. I think you go back out and you, you sign Keelan Martin back to the squad. He's given you some good minutes so far this year. Has hit some big shots. Guys like Dwayne Washington, uh, see you later. Kiefer Sykes has played okay. Uh, maybe you keep him around as a third guy off the bench at that point guard position. Uh, but, again, they're just playing a bunch of guys that aren't NBA talent players, which a lot of NBA teams are going through right now. But a lot of these teams that are going through it also have a superstar that can take over a game. So Bonus has been able to do that. Uh, but he's not going to get you that three or that jumper um, and create his own when needed. So um, still some struggles, some growing pains for this Pacer team. Uh, we're just going to be with that the rest of the year. So um, see you later, Miles. Time to get something for him. Trade him to Portland or Dallas or the Lakers, whoever uh, would like him. I wanted to talk about real quick, and I want to thank Flooring Is Forever, flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. Over 20 years of experience here locally. Harley and the gang have you covered. They provide you with honesty, quality, and value for the flooring that's just right for you from carpet to hardwood. Let Harley transform your home or workplace. Check them out today at flooringisforever.com. The 2022 National Championship game here in Indianapolis over the weekend uh, just finished up last night. Georgia with a big win over Alabama. I uh, got that pick six at the end. I took Alabama. was completely wrong about that. I kind of learned in the past not to bet against Nick Saban, even though I'm not the biggest Alabama fan. And obviously they came back to uh, bite me in the nose. Um, good thing I didn't touch it, so I wasn't too upset about it. But um, pretty good game. Had been downtown a few times for the concerts. Walked around uh, on Sunday, and a lot of cold Alabama and Georgia fans um, but Indianapolis hosted better than anybody and, and and look in January I know it's not Tampa I know it's not New Orleans or Arizona or Miami but uh, Indianapolis is the best city for this and I hope they get a bowl game out of it I hope the national championship comes back here in a few years um, I know the NCAA final four is back here in 2026 uh, talk to some, some some Bama and Georgia fans um outside of the cold i saw a georgia fan a little kid probably five six seven years old crying that it was too cold so that kind of cracked me up uh, but yeah uh hopefully everybody stayed safe and avoided covid which i know is hard to do um but downtown was awesome pre-game um a lot of great concerts a lot of photo opportunities uh, and a lot of fun a lot of boost for the economy here in the city uh, hopefully all the bars and restaurants here locally made out and um if you're in that business, you made some good tips and didn't have to deal with a bunch of jackassery uh, for the most part, uh, but but just glad that, that was here in Indianapolis and that was in our city. So uh, really thankful for that to be a part, to be able to walk downtown and see some of that stuff. Again, it's what Indianapolis does best, and, and and I know I've mentioned this over and over on my podcast. People always ask me, well, why did you grow up 30 minutes outside of Chicago, and, and you live in Indianapolis, and you worked in, in radio in Indianapolis for 10 years, and you're still doing some media stuff, and I say uh, it's pretty simple. One. Um, I've never been a big Chicago sports fan outside of the White Sox, too. I've always wanted to live in Indy because of the Indianapolis 500, the world's largest single-day sporting event. And, and look over the last 10 years since I moved here in 2010. I've seen Final Fours, College Football National Championships, the Super Bowl, Colts playoffs games, Pacers playoff games. Uh, the entire tournament was here last year, which was incredible. Um, again, you've got a lot of racing here. So that's why I love it here. And that's why it's one of the best places to host anything regardless of you know, some people having to suffer through a 25-degree wind chill. Um, it is what it is. Hopefully you bundled up. If not, I hope you took advantage of the guy on the corner there down by the stadium last night that was selling beanie hats for $5 apiece. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for listening. We're going to talk some racing coming up. The IndyCar schedule just came out. Um, not a lot of night races, which is unfortunate, uh, but we're getting ready to go with Daytona here in a couple weeks, and we'll uh, we'll break that down from a betting angle coming up. Uh, and we'll uh, talk a little NFL playoffs in the next episode of the Tone of the Podcast brought to you by Flooring It's Forever. Thank you, as always, to the UPS Store, to all the sponsors throughout 2021. Uh, Cheers to new things, bettering ourselves, and uh, getting back on the right track here in 2022. Cheers.